You're lying on your deathbed, and there's nothing more that the doctors or anyone is going to be able to do for you. Your life is pretty much over. At that point, you're surrounded by your family, but at the entrance of the hospital, you notice this radiantly alive person. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Welcome to today's Philosopher's Bite. My hope in this episode is to share an exercise I was instructed to do as part of the Optimized Coach program that I took back in 2019, which was called Taking a Trip to Hell. And I also want to share Ed Milet's perspective on this as he looks to the end of his life to motivate him to do what he needs to do every day. I'm so excited to share this because when I first heard of the exercise, I actually thought to myself, how is this exercise possibly going to help me with my personal transformation. But if I fast forward a few years, and now that I understand how it works, I believe this simple exercise helped me transform my health and my daily commitment to get better. I realized that the disciplines I had installed to this point in my life were not going to take me where I wanted to go. It was almost like my GPS in my own life was malfunctioning, and I was wandering aimlessly throughout life not really focused on what really matters. I really think awareness is such a key word after reading so many books. It's a very popular term, awareness, and how important it is. But a lot of us are living our lives with a complete lack of awareness. So this idea is based on one of Stephen Covey's principles from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where he says that we must begin with the end in mind. But before I share the trip to hell exercise, I really want to give you a chance to hear Ed Milet's perspective and how he uses beginning with the end in mind to empower himself to show up at his best every single day. Here's Ed. So, here's what happened to me. Last thing I'm going to tell you. I have this hallucination. It's sort of my overall philosophy about my life, and I want to have it for you. I want to say something to you. I pray, tonight, I promise you something. I'll pray for you. I just pray that you're happier. I pray that you win. I pray that the right deals come your way. I'm prayerful for you. I'm telling you, if you have the right business partner in your life, the greatest architect in the world, great things can happen for you. You deserve to win. You deserve to have great things happen in your life. There was a point in time in your life when you were little where you knew you were gonna be somebody. Has there ever been anybody in your life who made you feel special like that? Like when you were a little boy or a little girl, maybe it was your grandmother, your mom, your dad, a school teacher, a coach. Is there somebody in your life They just kind of knew there was something about you. How many of you have that person? You can just picture them. I don't care who it was. Everybody does, by the way. The Lord sends all of us one. And at some point, it's going to be over. And I have this obsession. As a Christian, when I die, I hope the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servant. But I got this hallucination. And even if you're not religious, I guarantee you this happens. I think when I die, I'm going to run into Papa. I'm going to get to see him again. And you're going to run into that person. You're going to get to see him again. Him and the Lord are going to be sitting there and they're going to say, hey, I want to introduce you to somebody. This was the woman you were born to be. This was the man you were born to be. Your twin's going to be there. This is who you were born to be. 
These are the people you could have helped, the memories you could have had, the things you could have accomplished, how you could have felt about yourself, the things you'd have seen, done, and become. Papa's going to show, this is who you could have been. This is who I saw you to be. I couldn't say it. I didn't understand it, but I felt it. I knew you were going to be this person. Meet him. To me, heaven when we die is we meet that person we were capable of being, destined to be, and we're identical twins. Hell is you meet them and you're total strangers. You meet them and they look at you. You don't even know each other. You didn't do the things you, I did. You didn't go the places I went. You didn't help, the, you didn't see the things, do make the difference, feel the way about yourself. Total strangers. My obsession in my life, the reason I'm here today, swear to you, my obsession in my life is when I meet that dude, we're gonna be identical twins. He's gonna meet me and go, hey man, proud of you. Been watching you this whole time. Man, you did it. You got off track there for a while. It took you a little while. You're a late starter, but man, you did it. You accomplished it all. You did it all. You became the man you were born to be. I'm proud of you. And I'm going to say, brother, I've been chasing you all these years. I'm running down that guy. I'm running him down. Every decision I make when I'm down and lazy and depressed and bummed out like I've been this week and I'm not feeling good, I don't do things based on how I feel. I do things based on who I am. And who I am is that guy. And every decision, that action, does it move me closer to being that man? Does it move you closer to being that woman? That's the barometer of how you think. That's the barometer of how you live your life. Does it move you closer to being that person? You knew at some point you were capable of being. They knew you were capable. And if they weren't there, I promise you, God in heaven knows who you're capable of being. You were put here to do something great with your life. You were put here to win, man. You're put here to help other people, to contribute in little ways and big ways. You may not be world famous, worth $100 million, but there's a destiny you're supposed to fulfill. There's people you're supposed to help. There's a difference you're supposed to make. Your life, your way, special to you. Not mine, not jets, not houses, not cars. Your precious life, your beautiful life, your soul, your gifts, your difference. What if it's just, what if your destiny is to be that person I just described in someone else's life? You be the person who sees how great people are. You be the difference to see, you be the person who sees the difference in people. I want you to win. Winning is not hundreds of millions of dollars, but you should go get some. Winning is that when you meet that woman, when you meet that man, you're identical twins. That's the great life. So you gotta look at your life. The chapters are going by, aren't they? I don't know what chapter you're in, if it's one, two, three, four, or five, but I can tell you the pages are turning in your life. Someone's keeping an inventory of your life. There's a movie being kept of your life. And let me tell you something. You ever go to the end of a movie? The end of the movie, they put the leading characters on the screen, don't they? And then if you stay there long enough, you listen there long enough, they start running through the extras. Cab driver number two, bouncer at the bar number three. They don't even get names, do they? You know what I'm talking about, yes or no? You live your life for the main characters, not the extras. It's the extras of life who steal our destiny from us. It's their criticisms, their thoughts that they put in us. That negative voice you have is not yours. Someone put it there. When you were little, probably. Live your life for the main characters of your life. The extras don't matter. The main characters are you and the close circle of people who love you. When David died yesterday, the text I've got on my phone is his wife and his two children were there with him when he passed. Those are the main character of his life. Those are the story of his life. And I'm part of the destiny of his life that he saved my life. I'm real sure where he's going. And I'm real sure when he gets there, 
that he became the man he was born to be because I know what he did in my life. And if he just did it just for me, he accomplished who he was here to be. So you have to accomplish who you're here to be. That's what I call maxing out your life. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay, I went long. I got emotional. I think you could probably feel that I mean this stuff. When I say I love you and I believe in you, I mean that as a brother. I do. I want you to win. I want you to give it your best. I want you to bend time. I want you to use your RAS. I want you to repurpose your mess. I want you to do all of it. I want you to work on your thermostat, right? I want you to be blissfully dissatisfied. I want you to do all of it. Anyway, <clears throat> God bless you and maxed out. Thank you, everybody. I literally get chills every time I listen to him speak about this. He spends every single day of his life chasing the best version of himself. How can you and I do the same? I want to share this exercise and let's together take a trip to hell. All you have to do is sit in a quiet place and simply fast forward your life to the very last day on earth. You're lying on your deathbed and there's nothing more that the doctors or anyone is going to be able to do for you. Your life is pretty much over. At that point, you're surrounded by your family, but at the entrance of the hospital, you notice this radiantly alive person who's well-dressed, he's smiling, and from all outward appearances, seems to be living life. But from that distance, you cannot really make out who it is, but you're certain they're not part of your family. So as they approach your bed, you suddenly recognize this radiantly alive person who's walking energetically towards you. This radiantly alive person is the person you could have been had you lived your life with more courage, taken more chances, decided to pursue that dream that's embedded in your heart, been more loving to those that matter to you, cared less about what others thought of you, and leveraged your true gifts to make the world a better place while you were here. That's right. Ironically, on your final day on earth, you are introduced to the best version of you. You ended up in this position because you chose not to reflect on this while you had the chance to change the outcome. You chose fear over courage, you opted for resentment over gratitude, and you prioritized ego over authenticity. In some cruel way, on the final page of the final chapter of your life story, you're granted the opportunity to meet the person you could have become. That, in my opinion, and after taking the exercise and the Optimized Coach program, is the equivalent to a trip to hell. The moment you realize you didn't do all you could have while you had the chance here on Earth. But I'd like to take this exercise one step deeper. Imagine magically being granted a front row seat at your own funeral. You get this incredible opportunity to listen to what others would say about you and the life that you lived. What would your friends and colleagues say about you? What would your co-workers say about you? What would your family say about you? Here's a really powerful question. What would your kids say about you? The beauty of this simple exercise is you're blessed with the opportunity to reflect on this today. You don't have to wait like most people do until the end of your life when you no longer can do anything about it. If I speak personally, the biggest aha moment surrounded my health and realizing that if I keep doing what I'm doing, I won't even be here for my family. I was taking my health for granted. I'd put on 30 pounds over the span of two to three years. I wasn't paying attention to my diet. I wasn't exercising consistently, and I definitely was not getting enough sleep to maintain a long, healthy life. 
But fast-forwarding my life to the end was the spark that I needed to ignite massive change in my life. I'm so proud to say I lost 30 pounds, and I've kept it off for three years now. I changed my diet, I incorporated more movement in my day, and I get at least seven hours of sleep every night. I would encourage you to take this exercise seriously, because it'll literally take you 20 minutes to do it, and you can see if it lights a fire inside you to actually make some changes. Changes that could be a complete personal transformation for you, no matter where you are presently in life. Let's face it, we all get only one shot at this life. There's no do-over here. So why not do what most people are not willing to do? And that is reflect on this today. Take this trip to the end of your life as soon as possible, so that when you reach the end of your life, the person you are on that final day and that radiant best version of you are identical twins. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.